Universe. This is Earth 894, Marvel Semantic Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts here, making the art dynamic duo a force to be reckoned with. But I cannot be a strong or mighty Avenger without my wonderful, amazing, fantastic, you know him, you love him. You're going to hear his catchphrase every episode because it always turns into that sort of discussion with him. His name is Louis Tonnerini. How's it going, Louis? We're getting Wolverine, baby! See, I don't even have to like, bring it up in discussion as it comes out. How's it going, man? It's been a while. We're in 2022, boy. Yeah, new year, new me. Heck yeah. Do you do uh, New Year's resolutions, or are you kind of like... My New Year's resolution has been the same since I was a wee child. I'm a big, fat man, and I don't want to be that. (laughs) So every year it's like, I'm going to not be a big, fat man. And in January, I always lose a gaggle of weight. In February, I always gain a gaggle of weight. I like that. A gaggle of weight. A gaggle. I'm still... uh, um, when I asked you one day, what are the like, little charms you put in uh, Crocs? Gibbets. 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 <laughs> so gross. But yeah, I, uh, I I will never forget that now because I didn't know there was a name for them. But I, yeah, I digress. I, th- I think giblets are like the inside of a chicken. Oh, God. Gross. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not the best. Well, that's one way to really uh, turn a conversation. So anyways, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast that always likes to open up our discussions and our uh, shows with what we call MCU for you. That's right. And so this is where Louie and I love to talk about what's been Marvel in our lives and our little uh, day-to-day activities. And so also it's just a great way for us to catch up because we love to just talk a little bit of uh, nonsense here and there before we actually go into the main show's topic. So Louie, what has been MCU for you? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. So you said you uh, have so much to talk about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So much. Um, Spill it on me. So Funko recently dropped the, uh, and by recently, I mean a while ago, dropped the uh, 94 Spider-Man series of uh, Funko Pops starring Spider-Man, Black Cat, mm-hmm. Hobgoblin, Dr. Octopus, and Madam Web. Well, for Christmas, my very good friend Connor got me the Dr. Octopus so I had to go out and get all of them because that is how I live. Right. It's a collector. And now, and now I have all of them. And because I have all of them, I've been watching the cartoon. Is it a good cartoon? Yeah. But have I been watching it? Yes. It's funny because you watch these movies and it builds so much. And then you watch these cartoons in every episode. It's a new villain. Mm-hmm. How many seasons does it have? Three seasons. I'm, I've only watched most of the first season. Wow, I, just, I thought it had way more than that. Three seasons, yeah. And so far he's fought Mysterio, Shocker, um, Scorpion. Um, who else? Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> he's fought everybody, man. Doc, Doc Ock, Rhino, um, Venom. I've already, I've already gotten to Venom. He's already fought Venom. Um, and then the last two episodes of the first season are the Hobgoblin one and two, and I haven't watched those. That's cool, so, man. I think season three is very Madam Web involved, and then I think somewhere along these lines we're supposed to get a lot of carnage. So, so how would you say the the show holds up being from the nineties till now? It's not great. Yeah, but but it's you know if you're a Spider Man fan, it's pretty pretty cool. You know, worth it. But sure you know if you got some spare time want to dive it like 
it's always cool because you're watching these movies and right. Oh, Craven. He fought Craven. Um, you watch the movies and it, he only gets so many villains and you only get so many, uh, you only get so many villains. You only get so many movies per whatever where you're watching this cartoon and it's just all the content you want. And you, you like, like in amazing Spider-Man two, you get a snippet of Rhino and it's kind of ass, but in this cartoon, it's like, here's Rhino. And, and then, you know, the next episode, here's Scorpion. And then in the next episode, here's this guy. And it's not like a constant build like the movies. So if you like, spider-man and there's villains and everything and you just want to watch spider-man kick villains you can yeah interesting fact in that cartoon he's not allowed to punch people at all um he throws punches they either miss or it's very very rare that he even throws them he webs a lot he kicks like swing kicks mostly Uh or he'll, he'll use uh the environment like He'll grab like some wires and shock somebody, or he'll he'll spray somebody with a with a, a freaking fire hydrant or not fire hydrant, a fire extinguisher or something like that. Um, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I heard it on a, uh, a YouTube video from Captain Midnight mm-hmm. that I watched. But yeah, he uh, not allowed to punch. Batman in '94 punching literally Everything. everybody, <laughs> but, punching the punches. Yeah, but Spider Man not allowed to not allowed to punch. Also, the the show was just made to sell toys. So, so yeah, I, I'm uh, diving into that when I have my very little spare time. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I restarted Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ooh, I've been meaning to do that same thing. Actually, how has it been so far? I've only watched the first part of the first episode. So like. Torres is talking to him about the flag smashers and then Sam who's I I here's another thing. Uh, Sam says I got to go do moon stuff and then he goes away. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. Then I like turned it off because my Roku was uh being a, a jerk. Basically it was like watching an old racist Chinese movie where the mouths would move and then the words would come out like 3 seconds later. <laughs> Terrible. Um well fair enough. Also, I've been hanging out a lot with my good friend, Richard, mm-hmm. and he has a 3D printer, and I asked him to print me a Loki crown. Oh. So he's been working on that. Are you to on my... full-scale crown, or are you going I, like a... It's, that's kind of like... It's not the the yeah. big... I think it's wearable. Like, he put it over his head, and it fits his head, and it's just like almost like a President Loki right. kind of horns, where it's not the damn Avengers horns. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. To my knowledge, it's done, and he's just waiting to surprise me with it. <laughs> but because he's like, oh, it's going to be like eight hours for the horn and then 14 hours for the other thing. And yeah, got to piece it together. Th- yeah, I think he's going to sand it down and, mm-hmm. and glue it together. <laughs> Maybe it's just in pieces. I don't know. You can only ask somebody so many times before it's like, okay, stop asking me. I'm doing you a favor. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's a good point. So Good lesson, life lesson there. I have another friend that's been printing shirts, and I asked her if she could print me some shirts. So I'm hoping to get an Earth 894 sweater. Ooh. And then, uh, yeah, well, I was hanging out with Richard the other day, and we got into a, a conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Anthony Mackie has the best voice in the MCU. He's my favorite impression. I say it all the time. Anthony Mackie looked like a hard <laughs> 
or he's like, I'm gonna go do moon stuff. You know, <laughs> he's got like that voice that I love. And then he's like, no, nah, man, Obadiah Stane, best voice in the MCU. I was like, he had that one line that was really great, but come on, it's Anthony Mackie. Am I supposed to weigh in here, or am I just a... You, you're more than welcome to weigh in. You're more than welcome to sit on it and answer later on in I the show. I think Paul Bettany has the best voice. Paul Bettany? Because he's Vision and he's Jarvis, and that is such an iconic voice. I think it's him. Apologize to Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I hate that thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's Paul Bettany. Uh, fair. Everybody's in Because whenever to Vision opinion. speaks, I listen. Like it always pulls me back in. Coming on to... uh, the episode of uh Earth Eight Nine Four bonus episodes on Patreon. Who's <laughs> got the best voice on the MCU? You need to listen to Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I'll tell you about everything about the was it 70s 80s i forget the line oh that's awesome um, man yeah so i've been doing a lot i've been cleaning up my damn thing i hung up some masks my studio not not my damn thing that doesn't make any sense but yeah uh devin yeah boy I've, I've been blabbering on for so long what's been mcu for you friend yeah man a few things so i made a latest discovery which actually goes into your uh um uh mcu for you a little bit because you decided to make a group text between you, me, and Richard, and I loved your intro. Let me uh, let me read this. <laughs> I was in the middle of making breakfast, and uh, Alyssa thought well, that's why I was laughing when I was making bacon. And I was like, "This is how Louis starts a conversation." <laughs> Devin, Richard, Richard, Devin. Do you guys think we're just gonna get? <laughs> and you start asking about like Spider-Man PS5 uh, for the sequel stuff, and I just start laughing. Really, just like Devin, Richard, Richard, Devin. Anyways, <laughs> so I wanted to ask, but. Usually I have to text him and then I have to like text you as well. And it, it's just a pain in the dick. So I just texted both of you at the same time. Uh, hey, you know, it's totally fine because it's a great combo. I love talking to Spider-Man, especially about the, the video game version because that game is incredible. Yeah. So we went into a nice combo about suits and things we expect and you got me hyped for it. Well, I also ended up finding out that there is a prequel novel before uh, the PS4 game from 2018. And so uh, the book itself, in case you didn't know about it, it's called Hostile Takeover. It's like eight bucks if you buy it on Amazon. I'm listening to the audiobook version since I drive so much. Um, it's only like nine hours, so it's easy. Like I can get this done in a week. It's supposed to explore a lot of the information that was kind of missing or quote unquote plot holes before the game begins. That's kind of missing. So like uh, I'm only like uh, five chapters in right now, so I'm like less than an hour. But it introduces you to uh, Yuri for the first time. So you get to understand how I made that connection with the police and um, it has a lot to do with Fisk. Spider Cop. Yes, Spider Cop <laughs> is on the, on the case. Uh, yeah, so some really cool stuff. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. So it's pretty cool, but I'm pretty excited to learn a little bit more about the story and all and just kind of go through it. And it's already got some mystery going on. So uh, I know there's also one from Miles Morales. That's a bit of a prequel. And that's where I actually kind of stumbled upon this when I was out shopping the other day. And that's what made me wonder and found the hostile takeover. So as soon as I'm done with this, I'm probably going to do the, the Miles Morales version too, if there's an audiobook available. Aside from that, though, I uh, have been watching uh, some movies here and there just kind of uh, for the morning and stuff. And for the first time I watched on Disney Plus, they have the IMAX uh, versions you can watch of the uh, big movies. So all the Avengers films and some of the latest ones like Shang-Chi and such like that, or uh, Shang-Chi rather. Having a big ass TV and being able to watch the IMAX cut, perfect absolutely so much cooler so much better and i love it so i watched infinity war with imax version 
had a blast still teared up great time so uh yeah aside from that it's pretty much been it for me got to play a little bit more of uh the avenger excuse me the uh guardians of the galaxy video game and still got some good moments and i'm uh still trying to whittle my way through it but it's pretty cool what they're doing with peter quill's story and everything and uh once i eventually sit down and finish that game to completion i'll have more to talk about it but aside from that it's been a good time man i forgot about that game it's pretty good it goes on sale here and there so if uh, you're ever looking for something to play highly recommend it because it's all story and it's, it's not too hard it's pretty easy if my wife and kids ever uh go away for a weekend that would be what i would do <laughs> just come escape say it to record the podcast and we'll just play it i'll allow it so uh, with that being said how about we go into a little bit of news that's going to come out throughout the week and then we go into the main discussion because this week we are going to be focusing on the new year 2022 there's a lot of stuff coming out even though it feels a little bit far away until we get uh the first release but there's still a lot of awesome stuff to look forward to so we're going to be going through uh what's upcoming in 2022 give our uh, personal opinions of what we're most excited for and little theorizing, putting on that, you know, infamous Loki horny hat. So get ready, guys. It's going to be great. So let's uh, just talk a little bit about some news that's kind of going on. News or footage. Keyword Marvel News. So since the last time we recorded, Spider-Man No Way Home is still going hard and it's going strong in the theaters. It's climbed up the rankings to the point where now it's in the top 10. But wait, now it's in the top eight. It has knocked out a couple out, uh, a couple other films out of the rankings and such. So No Way Home is still over the billion dollar mark and it's killing it. So I think it might be uh, closing to its end. But I mean, it's kind of nice to see that a film like this is, you know, making the money, especially during a pandemic, that it just goes to show that it's a great story. People are loving it. It's doing great. And um, it's awesome. Louis, I know you're not the biggest guy when it comes to box office and all those kind of numbers, games and all like that. But um do you have any thoughts or opinions on No Way Home bringing all the money home? Correction. I am the biggest guy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. You knew it was going to break a billion. Without a I've doubt. Been, I've been saying that forever. I thought Doctor Strange was going to break a billion. I don't think that anymore. But mm. I, I definitely... I knew this was going to. My poor wife wants to see it so badly oh she hasn't seen it yet no and the problem is like we were gonna go but then like these these covid numbers like ramped up in a, yeah. in a bad way and now she's just not comfortable going to the theater and that's okay with a, with a newborn anyway so just uh haven't been able to see it so I'm like just you know waiting for april because a it's not going to be 16 degrees outside right and b it'll probably come to blu-ray around that time and then we can watch it well hopefully uh the stars align and everything and uh, the multiverse has a crack for you guys to go and see it because it'd be great to still see it in the theater while it's out well the problem now with the theaters is that anybody who's seen it in theaters right now has probably already seen it at least once and uh you're not going to get what what we got the excitement the the cheering, the the emotion, yeah. like he did, like uh, my friend at work just said, he said he just saw it for the first time yesterday. Fifteen people in the theater. It's it feels so awkward comparing that to I can already imagine how quiet that was. Or some guys in the back just like, woo. Yeah, that would be me. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yay! I watched a video over the weekend of this uh, video that I think went viral for a little bit. 
but it was my first time seeing it. It was uh, some guy recorded his full theater for opening night in uh, France. I think it was in Paris. Their entire theater was absolutely insane. Just imagine what we saw in Louis opening night. Dial that to 11. People were nonstop cheering and standing and going absolutely batshit crazy during the whole movie. Sign me up. It was awesome. It definitely was hard for you to hear some things, but they have subtitles on anyways. Um, but I mean, everyone in there was just losing their minds and it looked like an awesome time. So you got to go see an opening movie for uh, the MCU that's highly anticipated. Maybe you got to go to Europe. Might be the might be the move. Wow. They do subbed over dubbed? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just messing around. I, I understood that reference. Speaking of, though, there was another interview that came out recently. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire snuck into a Spider-Man No Way Home screening together. Andrew Garfield was quoted saying, I snuck into a theater on uh, No Way Home's opening night. I was also with Toby. Me and Toby snuck into a theater together, and no one knew we were there. It was just a really beautiful thing to share together. Can you imagine being in the movie opening night, and just you just kind of glance over to your left or right in the corner of your eye, you see the Spider-Men? Not a Spider-Man. You see Spider-Men. That would be cool. I don't think he was sitting next to me. It was a little girl with a <laughs> with a blippy. Yep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that would be insane. You know, Ethan Supley was in our theater, but other than that. <laughs> wow. I, uh, so that makes me poise the question. If you could see a new Marvel film with one of the actors sitting next to you from the MCU, who would you want to see the movie with? Well, it would almost have to be Tom Holland. Really? He's the most excited. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the most, like, have you ever seen when he met the lady from Watch Mojo? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, him and Ned, they lost their minds. They're like, yeah. the boys are like, look in the Watch Mojo. They're like, ah! Yeah, so I feel, like <laughs> he'd be the, he, I feel like he'd be the most, like, excited for things. Yeah. You know, like, first I would be like, oh, I'd like to see anything with uh, with Haley Atwell. But, no, I'm thinking, mm. I'm thinking if we could go back in time, let me see Avengers Endgame with Tom Holland. Oh, Wow. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Or, if I'm allowed to say this, let me see Spider-Man No Way Home with Stan Lee. I think that's allowed. You know, he's made so many appearances. That would have been incredible to see that. Damn, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I almost want to join into that same boat of picking Tom Holland. Um, but I think I would choose Homecoming. Homecoming? Bold. No, I lie. I would. I want to see No Way Home. He's matured a lot more, and I think just seeing how he was crying... Uh, after their uh, premiere, when he was leaving, just how people reacted. It, I mean, it really goes to show how much that character means to him. And that's, you know, his biggest performance in the MCU. So I think I w- I'd rather see that movie. But if I had to pick a close second, I feel like I want to see the movie with um, uh, Paul Rudd. I want to yeah. watch, I want to watch uh, either Civil War or Ant-Man and the Wasp with Paul Rudd. Look at us. I think that'd be kind of cool. Because <laughs> it seems like he'd be like so cool. He would like like tap you on the shoulder and he'll be like, Hey, I'm going to the concession. Do you want any popcorn? And like, do you need a refill? I think he'd be that kind of guy. And you tap on his shoulder, hey man, I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go get a refill on my pop. Do you need anything? Do you have any orange slices? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think I choose Paul Rudd as a close second. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's all you could easily say, like, I love to see Iron Man with Iron Man, but Personally, no. I don't know if I'd really, like, RDJ would even say anything. I imagine no. he'd be very quiet and it's very jittery, kind of like 
uh, at Jeff Goldblum. For what it's worth, Paul Rudd has the best Hot Ones episode. Uh, I need to watch it. You got me into Hot Ones after the Shang-Chi clip about Star Wars, and I started watching Tom Holland's a little bit. So I need to I need to dive in and see all the MCU actors. Paul Rudd just pretends that it's not hot, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and then like he's he's inf- like Pete, like Stephen Ott. Yeah, he's like infamous for saying at the end, he's just like, "Look at us, look at us." They have like cauliflower nuggets. They don't do wings. He's doing like cauliflower nuggets uh-huh. covered in sauce. And the hottest one, he just puts the entire thing in his mouth, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that is awful." <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just smiling the whole time. And then they finally finish. He's like, "Look at us." Here we are. <laughs> the hell. So yeah, if you ever get half an hour to yourself, Paul Rudd on Hot Ones is the best episode. I'm gonna add it to the queue. You got me. You got me, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so aside from that, I mean, not too much to really say. But um, what else did I have? Also, I'd like to see Spider Verse with Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson's the man. Oh, that'd be that would be pretty cool. Damn it, that whole cast would be awesome. You get Jake Johnson. Then you also get, um, I'm forgetting his name, the actor. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. I wasn't even thinking about him for the Prowler, but that even reminded me. Thank you. But I was going to say the actual actor who uh, voices Miles. I forget his name. Shamik Moore. Shamik Moore. Perfect. And then Haley Steinfeld. Hello, Gwen. And yeah. then, but the best one, two best ones, actually. Chris Pine. Not even the top two. Liev Schreiber. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just that movie's so stacked. I gotta, I gotta go watch it again. Hold on, I'm trying to think of more people before no, you no, say, let it. say it. Damn it, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nick Cage, John Mulaney, and yes, John Mulaney. I love John Mulaney. He's one of my favorite comedians, and I would love to watch that movie with that cast. That'd be so much fun. Actually, they really should have done like an extra like a uh, uh, box set. Is actually put them together where they all did a group commentary as all the Spider People. That would be hilarious. Richard pointed out to me that everybody in that movie is in the MCU at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Except for Shamik Moore and Jake Johnson, it seems like. John Mulaney, is he in the MCU? No. That I'm thinking of? No. John Mulaney's hilarious. But uh, Haley Steinfeld is uh, Kate Bishop. Mahershala Ali is uh, Blade. Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Jefferson Davis, is he's in the Eternals as some guy. Zoe Kravitz is about to be Catwoman, mm-hmm. which is not MCU. Uh, Nicholas Cage is Ghost Rider. Liev Sh- Schreiber, who played uh, Wilson Fisk, is uh, Sabretooth. Chris Pine is in uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman. That's all I got for you. Oscar Isaac, interesting person number one. He's going to be uh, Moon Knight. Man, yeah. I got to go watch that again. Just such a spider kick right now, which, speaking of spider kick, no Way Home whipped and kicked Morbius out of its release date again for this month, all the way putting it to uh, good old April 1st. Is that a joke? April. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why, because this movie has been pushed back, I think, six times. Um, so obviously it was going to come out way before No Way Home. So Get really your heart things. out, Black Widow. Morbius is the most <laughs> pushed back movie of all time. Jesus. Uh, but Morbius... Um, there's two things. Fans are saying one thing. Reality is saying the other thing. I'm curious to see what you weigh on, Louie, in this kind of uh, discussion. About 268 right now. 268? Okay. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Morbius coming out. 
People are thinking because of the campaigns for spoilers. If you haven't seen No Way Home, this is your warning for five, four, three, two, they all one. Spoilers here. Is that a spoiler? It's I think I should. Just give us a spoiler. You kind of did. Cut spoiler the, alert. Cut that spoiler out. alert. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you know. Sorry, Marvel. Whoops. <laughs> That's out. With Tobey Maguire and uh, good old Garfield. Andrew Garfield back. People have really been campaigning with hashtag, you know, TASM3, make it happen, whatever you want to call it. They want Andrew Garfield to come back and make Spider Man 3 after seeing how incredibly it was in No Way Home. So the fan theory is saying that because of that success, they had to do reshoots. And that's why they pushed this all the way back to April, not just a couple of weeks to let uh, Spider Man finish up, but push it back because they want an end credit scene to feature Andrew Garfield in it to continue on, alluding to. Amazing Spider-Man 3. That's what the fans are saying. Reality is saying they're really trying to push uh, Sony and Marvel are actually trying to push No Way Home for awards for the Oscars. So that can kind of take precedence. Plus the movie is still killing it at the box office. So why try and compete with your own studio with Morbius uh, coming out in actually a couple weeks originally? That's not a competition, fam. Exactly. So why even do it? Just let Spider-Man run it's a full run into the end. So you just get every single dollar you can, especially with times going on right now, as well as uh, encouraging it during your campaign for awards. It makes more sense. So that's realistically what the actual reason is. It's just the only kind of suspicious piece is why not just push to like February or March, but release dates are kind of weird with movies and stuff. So um, April doesn't really come across as that strange, even though May is strange, if you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, So Louie, if you had to put money on this, Maybe 268. Where would you lean? Is Andrew Garfield going to make an appearance in the end credit scenes of Morbius or no Morbius? First and foremost, I just want to say I forgot to mention an MCU for you that we just watched both of the Andrew Garfield movies at my house and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not as bad as everybody made it seem. Yeah, it's not as bad. Andrew Garfield is awesome. <clears throat> I agree. Secondly, after Christmas, it seems like everybody and their brother has COVID-19. I think the reason it got pushed back is because everyone and their freaking brother <laughs> has COVID-19. Thanks, I'm nobody's, nobody's trying to go to the damn movies. Like, yeah. If they put if if they put Spider-Man to release today, everybody would go see it. It's Spider-Man, but nobody is rushing to go see Morbius. I want to see it, but I'm not, you know. I'm not rushing like rushing into the theater to see Morbius. I'm not mm-hmm. kicking down the door, you know. Like I'm gonna see it. I want to see it. My very good friend Sev promised me that I'd or made me promise him I'd go see it with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. And you know, I just I think it got pushed back because of the damn pandemic. But you know, the whole Oscar thing is it possible? You know, it would be freaking the best thing ever if. Uh, Andrew Garfield is making a post credit scene. That would be incredible. But I really think it was just because of the way the earth is going right now. Mm-hmm. That's a good think? point. Uh, I lean towards your side of the theory and everything, uh, COVID included. Now, is there a chance that, you know, this could just be a good opportunity that they said, you know what, let's actually, let's do it. Because um, Andrew Garfield is on record now saying that he would definitely come back as long as it's good. As long as like there's a true worth to being told, which is what everyone usually says. Like, I'm gonna come back, of course, as long as it's a good story and it's the right fit and like it's 
Not just doing it to doing it, you know. You pay me tons of money. I mean, hey, he just won uh, the Golden Globe for Best Actor for uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Did he really? Yeah. I want to watch that so badly. I started it, but I know nothing about the actual context of the characters portraying and everything. So to me, it's a little bit off. And also, like, I, I, I probably get flack for saying this, but as a musician, I really do not enjoy musicals. I love musicals. I think I've ranted about it here before. It's just like, I love them, dude. I love them. It's like, let me tell you about my day. Oh, and then five and a half minutes, they finished a music number. What really could have been an email, you know? Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda, man. That guy craps good music. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Either way, we're going to see Morbius opening night. Let's be honest. But it's more so just, uh, are we hyped about it? Well, we're going to get to that actually in the next segment here. Well, before we move to the next segment, I do have to put this out because it's a big thing. Tom Hardy as Venom. The first movie, I loved it. Did everybody love it? No. The second movie, I loved it. Did everybody love it? No. Could you put him and, you know, Detective Mulligan or whatever his name was, Mm -hmm. you know, the new Toxin guy, in with Andrew Garfield because of the terrible, spoiler alert, because of the terrible freaking post credit scene from No Way Home. Um, yeah. Would I give you literally everything I own to see that? Probably. Um, I think that would be so good. Tom Hardy versus Andrew Garfield and like a Venom versus Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But they probably won't do that because it seems like the MCU is trying to set up something with these own little symbiote there to go to tom holland from mexico yeah that's a good piece like obviously with tom hardy going back unless they have another version of tom hardy as a variant or whatever in the mcu which at that point it's just it's too messy it sounds like they really want to keep tom hardy where he's at so they can stay more pg-13 and kind of walk that watered down deadpool line so that's why they're keeping the symbiote just introduced in uh the mcu now with what we saw in that post credit scene so i could definitely see uh someone else taking charge of it or I don't know. I uh, I don't know if I want to really see a new Eddie Brock. Just keep that with Venom and Tom Hardy because he's doing a great job with it. He's really made it more defined character, but... Blonde Flash Thompson? Yeah, but I don't want to see Flash. Agent Venom, Flash Thompson, you don't want to see that? Okay, the version of that in the like with the current Flash we have, it just looks so lame. Yeah, that would look so like, dumb. <laughs> so dumb. dick wad? Look at me now. Oh, no. No, they're best friends now. Kind of. And I have a new book, Flashpoint. I did want to get that out into the universe. Do you feel better now that you brought it out? No. <laughs> no. Let's talk but about what does make you feel good. I am going to feel better after we discuss what's coming up in 2022, the brand new year. You like me when I'm angry. Kamala, let's talk about you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City. So for this uh, wonderful 2022 year, we were pretty much spoiled with how many great things are coming out nonstop in 2021. So we're basically at the year of WandaVision going into January and then taking us all the way to the end of the year with Spider-Man. We don't have the uh, luxury of starting off right away with more MCU content, um, which is okay. So the first thing up really is going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is on May 6th this year. 
a lot of other things are coming out shortly followed by Thor Love and Thunder, which is the uh, next movie, and that'll be on July 8th. So just about um, two months in between each other, which that movie, we'll, we'll talk. And then, uh, of course, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that's supposed to be slated for November 11th. But I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. So aside from that, there's a few other things uh, more so on the Disney Plus series side of things. But we also have to take into account we're getting Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. That's coming out, which huge, huge anticipation for that, as well as, uh, you know, Morbius, we've been talking about it. So either way, still got a lot, a lot, a lot of Disney Plus material coming out. So Louie and I thought it'd be cool for us to kind of go down the list here and talk about a little bit of pieces of what we know for every type of uh, show and movie coming out. And then at the end, we're kind of gather our thoughts, share which ones are our favorite that we're looking forward to the most. Maybe which one is the least favorite on our uh, docket of content this year. And we'll just go through that. Yeah, let's go through it, man. Do you want to read the list off and then we will go through? Or do you want to just kind of uh, take it uh, take it as we go? What do you think? Yeah, so let's start with the, the list here. So the very first thing, we'll start with the first movie. That's going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The Multiverse of Madness. Now, the first Doctor Strange film didn't come out until 2016. Is that correct? 2016? Was Sounds it right to me. Around that time. And at that point, I was finishing up college, which feels so long to me, uh, even though I'm still in college again. <laughs> I hate my life. Um, so it's kind of weird to think. Doctor Strange has had the longest time between actual sequels of films. There's been a whole Spider-Man trilogy in between part one and part two of uh, Doctor Strange moves on the solo side of things, and a lot has happened. So I'm excited for this one. The preview got me pretty stoked, too. 2016. It was 2016? Perfect. 2016. <clears throat> We're going to see some new characters, including America Chavez, join the forces. That's going to be strange. So, Louis, tell me what you think about this movie. How excited or maybe not excited are you for Multiverse of Madness? On a scale from one to ten? Like a seven and a half? A respectable seven, eight. Nice. Say high seven, low eight, maybe. I'm about the same with you. When Loki ended, Multiverse of Madness was like, was going to be it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And now some time has ended, or some time has passed since Loki ended, and you know, they say distance makes the heart grow fonder, but it's just so much other stuff is happening. So it's like, eh. Right. Um, hopefully, we get more Kang. I we'll we'll see, or he who remains, if you will. Um, we know Wanda's going to be in it, but we don't know about Loki. We don't know about Sylvie. We don't know about freaking Spider Man. We don't know about anything. Other than Strange, Wanda, and uh, I'm going to say his name, Mordo. Maybe Tilda Swinton will return as the Ancient One. I don't know. I doubt it. But um, Richard seems to think that if they need a death in that movie, it's going to be our our beloved Wong. Really? He thinks Wong's going to die? He said if there, if there has to be a death, Wong is that type of character where you don't need him to continue. But he's important enough to where if he dies, it's important. Oh, dude, I that is a all right. I think that's a bold take, and here's why. Specifically, going to Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with Wong's involvement in that film, 
we know he's the Sorcerer Supreme, but I could also see this movie being uh, Strange is going to take the reins back and earn that title back in some fashion. But does that mean Wong has to die in order for him to become the Sorcerer Supreme again? Or can it be handed down, traded off? Maybe Wong's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. You take it. Or like, I don't know. But I feel like they're building up to have Wong with more character potential, given what's going on in just the last two films. So I, I would hate to see him go in this movie. I really don't want him to die. If I'll, On the contrary, I think Mordo would die. The thing is, nobody, nobody cares about Mordo. We haven't seen him since 2016. Ex- exactly. Everyone forgot about him. So did they feel like to just kill him off and everyone's okay with the world? Yeah. Or who knows? He could be the best character, and I, I, I cry and refuse that he has to leave the MCU after seeing this movie. I don't know. Yeah, you do. That's not going to happen. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, that's that's bold. What I'm most excited for for this film, though, is that Sam freaking Raimi is now in the MCU directing a big film like this because he originally was not attached to the film. Yeah, hopefully we get some uh, some Spider-Man one and two and not three references. <laughs> I could see something be a little nod here and there, especially after No Way Home. But um, who I expect to see as in a little uh easter egg cameo whatever evil dead ash versus the evil dead i think we might see ash yeah i've i've heard things that's possible i've also heard uh uh what's his name the little guy tom cruise tom cruise might come in as a cameo as uh an iron man variant what yeah i've i've read that somewhere or Let's be real. I don't read. I saw it on TikTok, probably. So it sounds like what I'm <laughs> hearing is we need to make another bingo card. Promote this one better. <laughs> hey, the last one did great. There was over 100 people who saved it. I'm just saying it, it did great. People tag us? No, that's okay. So yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, about an eight. How about you? You know, I don't remember you saying. Yeah, I'm like a seven or eight with you too. Um, I'm excited. Just because it's the multiverse. So I imagine everything that's going to play a part the the storyline in the MCU with what's going on with the multiverse, I expect it to happen here. But also, I mean, we'll talk about a little bit later, Quantum Mania with Ant-Man and the Wasp, that might be the uh, the foundation for that too, given that has a heavier presence since it's confirmed of having Kang in it. So we'll see. We'll see. But this is definitely the, Phase 4 is definitely the the phase of the multiverse. So how about we go into the next movie here that's confirmed? Thor 4, Love and Thunder. Take my money. Take all of my money. Here take it is. All, take all the money. Taika is going to kill 10. it. 10. 10. Excited 10. That's <laughs> okay, number one. I'm feeling what your number one is. Oh, yeah. That's it. There it is. <laughs> okay, Thor, Love so, and Thunder. So let's talk about what we know already. What's going to be great about it. Thor's back. He's looking jacked. We got some Asgardians of the Galaxy action. Jane Foster, Natalie Portman herself, is coming back, and we saw her on Comic-Con at that stage, holding Mjolnir. So, Lady Thor, we getting it? Is it going to be that comic line? i like, I don't know. Probably. Valkyrie is back. She's looking for her queen, right? Because she's the new, she's the, I guess, I don't want to say the king, of, the king of Asgard, but you remember Thor relinquished Asgard to her. And now she's looking for her queen, she says. Or maybe that was a rumor or something, but... Yeah, that could have been like an article thing. But I, I know what you're talking about. She's back. Taika Waititi's back. He's awesome. Korg, Meek, <laughs> sign me up, man. Hell yeah. And we're also getting... Kurt as... Russell. 
No, I'm just kidding. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, but even more importantly, the God Butcher, Christian Bale. Is that the character he's playing? Yeah, the God Butcher. I don't know what that is, but I'm excited now. Uh, okay, I apologize. His name's Gore. G-O-R-R, the God Butcher. Ah. Yeah, but he's going to be a villain. He's going to be a villain for the first time in the MCU. So we're getting, we're getting Batman. Yeah, hopefully he's not very Batman-esque, but... Yeah, and I don't know too much about um, Gore, the guy butcher myself, to be honest. Uh, I Literally nothing. Research. Yeah, I'm going to do some research to see uh, more about the character, of course, but like, what kind of comics could they uh, potentially be pulling from for this and everything? I know there's already some information on there, but we'll report back next episode. I think we'll do uh, some deep dives on that. Yeah, I know literally nothing, and I would still, I would still go watch that movie today. It's right and true, man. After Ragnarok, you got me sold at Thor's going to be a, a fun time every time you watch it thor ragnarok is one of the best movies ever made wow. don't don't at me that movie's <laughs> awesome i'm not going to say hot take because you know what who's who am i to judge who am i to judge um what i was going to add though for love and thunder so i remember seeing a long time ago some set photos that leaked so i i've seen some things i know some things i know some people who aren't listed who are in it who i've seen I'm not going to spoil them. Just saying, I know. Am I bragging? No. Because you know why? Because it's spoiled for me. So thanks, internet. But also, did it to myself. <laughs> I remember what I was actually going to say because I was stalling for time. So, Gore the God Killing Butcher, I was talking to Louis about this a little bit offline before we started recording today. We're in that phase of the MCU and the point where a lot of the big name surface villains, uh, surface level villains that you immediately can think of when you hear uh like spider-man green goblin venom doc Ock, blah 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 are kind of getting wiped off the board or have already been in the mcu at this point so we're at the point where we're really getting those really really deep cut characters and villains so it's becoming a great introductory uh way to actually get us casual fans invested in the characters and learn more about what's out there but the deep fans the comic book people who've been there since day one and everything before Marvel Cinematic Universe even existed. They're getting incredible stuff. They're like, I know that, I know that, I know that, and they're getting excited. So it's really cool. However, are we at the point where eventually we're going to be getting, uh, kind of spinning and treading some tires a little bit, Wow, um, where we might lose some casual fans just because stuff is a little bit different from what they're, you know, having spoon-fed or used to. So I'm kind of curious to see how this year is going to play out, especially at the box office, because that'll speak. But also, still a pandemic, guys. How do you feel about uh, being more kind of deep, deep cut villains and characters at this point, Louis? Do you really care, or do you? How do you? What? How do you perceive this? Let's let's be honest here. The very first villain we got was Ironmonger. Mm-hmm. Had had you ever heard of Ironmonger? I haven't heard of Iron had Man. Had you ever heard of? Abadiah Stane? No. No, you haven't. Deep cut? There it is. You know, when you think of Captain America, you think of the the Red Skull and Hitler. We got them. Did you, Bucky? Did you know who a Bucky did you know what a Bucky was before you saw it? No, you didn't. All right. <laughs> Thor has one villain. It's Fair Loki enough. forever. That's just what it is. And then you got Curse and Mal- Malachi, Malekith. Who even remembers? I don't remember. Hela is a thing. 
Did you know who Hela was? I mean, if you're into mythology, sure. But we're not getting these these big important characters. It would taser face, man. Like we've had some deep cut villains already. When you think of Marvel villains, every villain you're going to think of is a Spider-Man villain because that's who Spider-Man is. You know, you think of Kingpin, you think of uh, Doc Ock, you think of the Green Goblin, and and who who are these guys fighting? They're fighting Galactus, they're fighting Thanos, like stuff like that. So nobody's ever like, yeah, they're going to fight Hela, they're going to fight um, Surtur, or they're going to fight Ironmonger. No, Whiplash, but. Aldridge Killian. We've had tons of villains that nobody's ever heard of. And these movies are still the biggest movies every year. So, yeah. Sign me up. I don't care. That guy, I looked up Gore, the, the God Butcher. He looks like Ebony Maw on steroids. Give me, I'll give me all of it. And that's why I love doing this podcast with you, Louis. There's another villain you've never heard of. Ebony Maw. If you could name all four of those guys, I'll give you a dollar right now. Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, and the other one. I don't remember his name. I don't know. Is is, <laughs> is Corvus Glaive the one with the, <laughs> the stick that stabs Vision, or is he the big one with the hammer? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Did everyone race to go see Infinity War? They absolutely did. Granted, Thanos was the big bad in that movie, but still. You know, who was the bad guy in Captain Marvel? Yon Rog? Yon Rog, bro. Everybody wanted a Captain Marvel movie so bad. We got it. The bad guy was Jan Rog. Nobody knows who Jan Rog is, man. Come on. That's a deep cut right there. So to answer your question, you had them all. Call the, Obsidian. The, the, the you you said it, Cole I knew Obsidian. it, but come on, Cole man. There were, were, you, could, you could put them against Joe Blow, and everybody's going to go watch Thor Love and Thunder. Come on. <laughs> awesome i love it so <laughs> we got no problems is what it comes down to thank you louie so let's talk about uh the third movie that's going to be coming out for this year maybe maybe and that's black panther wakanda forever we've talked before about this film and kind of the the troubling issues with it of course with reshoots and the unfortunate passing of uh chadwick boseman and all that involved and so i'm not really sure at this point i haven't checked in a while to see if they were able to pick up their filming again due to COVID and everything going on with um, uh, Letitia Wright and everything. So I don't really have very high confidence that this is actually going to make it for 2022. It was supposed to be November. I mean, there's still time. It's only January, but at the same time, there's even a petition going on. I don't know if you've seen this, Louie, but even a member of uh, Chadwick's family has been advocating for this petition that's going online to actually recast Black Panther. They said they weren't. They really said they weren't, and I, I, I've been saying this for a while. I don't think whatever they do is going to satisfy everyone or even the majority. It really comes down to how well is the story executed versus just what they do. So I'm, uh, I'm in the camp that I maybe it could not be the worst thing if they push it back. It really depends on what they're trying to do and where it all falls in line in the storyline. But if anything goes to show, you can still have a movie about a character like Black Widow, even though she's been dead. So, I don't know. What what do you think about Black Panther Wakanda Forever? With Chadwick Boseman, eight. <clears throat> Without Chadwick Boseman, give me a, a high two. Uh, I, wow. I, just, I don't see it. I don't 
care for Shuri. If you've watched the show, you know it, or listened to the show, you know I don't care for Shuri. I love, love, love M'Baku. Love him. Give me as much M'Baku as humanly possible. I really like... Um, Winston Duke, man. Dora Milaje. Um, Io and... Mm-hmm. Okoye. I kept wanting to call her Michonne. Okay. Yeah, I like them. I like... Uh, God, I'm trying to think of her name. What is the other girl's name? Nakia. She is... Nakia? Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o amazing she's like the fact that she's only in that movie is a travesty because she is the best yeah yeah she did feel underutilized Um, too they also had the guy from get out i can't remember his name right now he's cool like right they had a lot they you know they're they're probably bringing in namor the submariner not a very not like a hugely deep cut villain but still pretty you know there's aquaman and then there's like Aquaman that gets made fun of a lot, and then Namor the Submariner. Who, good luck with that. And then there's really, really low characters like the Deep. Yeah, well, I hate the Deep. <laughs> Everyone hates the Deep. Anyways, um, they had so much potential. I still feel like they can do well, but I just I don't know. I'm not a like. I feel like they're leaning real hard on Shuri, and I'm just like, oh man, please don't real, please don't lean real hard on Shuri. What about you, Devin? Yeah, I don't really um I don't really know what to expect. And I don't really know too much about Black Panther, especially from the comic perspective, about uh big villains, storylines, characters, and things of that nature. So um I'm just kinda in for the ride, to be honest. But I have been curious when you said about Namor uh being involved with it. The latest that was reported was back in June of last year that uh apparently in the one home bringing this off of the screen rant, so um, there was a report that claimed that Tinaka Huerta is the MCU's Namor the Submariner, making his debut as the villain of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I don't recognize this specific actor uh, at first glance or like picture alone, too. Um, I guess he's big on Narcos. Yeah, I've never seen it. But yeah. in, in Avengers Endgame, they're all reporting back to Natasha. And Okoye says there was a earthquake under the water she said well how are we handling it she goes it's underwater we're not handling it that's how we're handling it and so yeah. you figure figure that's a that's a namor the submariner thing because wakanda goes to war with atlantis or whatever the hell whatever they're called but most likely most likely but at the time of us recording this episode louis has still not seen a certain film that's gonna be dropping tomorrow damn it Stupid Eternals ruined this too? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. not. (laughs) I'm just saying, in terms of theorizing, I wonder about something, but it's probably Namor. You have nothing's been spoiled, I promise. Oh, it's freaking Eros or Asos or whatever the No, no. Thanos' dumb brother's name is? No, it's not not that. It's not that. 100% not that. I'm being 100% honest and genuine too. It's just. It's the tiniest little thing, and you, I honestly, I bet after you watch Eternals, you're even gonna, it's, you're not even gonna pick up on what I'm thinking. So that just goes to show, I, did, I promise nothing was spoiled. I don't know. If anything was spoiled for you, blame TikTok. What uh, one to ten? How how excited are you for uh, uh, Black Panther two? Excited? I'm gonna say five. Curious? That's gonna be a ten. 
because I have no idea how this movie is going to turn out. So I am more on the uh, I want to observe and report kind of side. You gave it a ten. You are more on you. <laughs> what? I said it. Hold on. I no, said, you you said it was a joke. You said. Yeah, I gave it a 10 on Curious, but I'm more on the something, something, something. I say, yeah, you are a moron. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm a moron and I didn't pick that up. Alrighty. So those are pretty much three uh, big movies here. So the rest is, excuse me, the rest is all the Disney Plus series. And so we're kind of in this weird funk where a lot of things are expected to come out this year, where take it with a grain of salt because we haven't gotten actual concrete release dates. They're all just TBD, TBA, 2022. So just to kind of recap, We've already talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out in May. Then there's Thor, Love and Thunder in July. And then maybe Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, in November to close out the year. But on the other side of things, on the Disney Plus series, we got Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, What If Season 2, as well as Secret Invasion. So that's six other series that are supposed to be releasing this year. We'll find out. But since there's a lot to actually cover on those and some other details we kind of want to uh, make sure we save some more discussion on. We're going to push that to next week's episode so we can close off our kind of 22, or excuse me, 2022 um, look forward to kind of uh, perspective and all that. So before we kind of close off this discussion, Louis, if you had to rank the top three of the movies so far, what's your number one? What's your number two? And what's your number three for what you are most excited for? There was only three movies, right? Oh, that's not even close. And I feel like your list will be the same. Uh, Thor, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. Agreed. Moving on. <laughs> um, I had a uh, a little rumor for you for... Uh, Ooh, Louie with the rumors. For Ant-Man. Did you want to hear it or do you want to save it? Tell me. Tell me what your rumor is. So... Um, I don't know how true anything is because I get all of my information from the talk of tickingness. Um, Kang the Conqueror seems like a pretty big villain for Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kang the Conqueror would just destroy Ant-Man and Wasp, right? That's You're not going to build up Kang the Conqueror as this big thing and then have him lose to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. So you figure there's got to be other villains in there. Um, I believe you said that Bill Murray was cast as somebody. Yeah, there was a recent report that apparently Bill Murray is a villain, or at least a villain role in Quantumania. Now, I don't know how true it is, but I did hear that a certain actor named... I'm typing in the word actor. That's not what I want. Um, let me find his name. Corey Stoll, Darren Cross, the Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. I heard that he has been announced for Quantumania. Now you're like, well, how is he going to make it to Quantumania if he mm-hmm. was like all jacked up at the end of Ant Man? Right? You've only seen Ant Man like once or twice, but. Basically, at the end, he uh, goes subatomic or whatever, and he pulls all of the wires, and he starts going nuts and dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the rumor is, at the end of Ant-Man, you see his head get really big. And then in Loki, you see the giant ant, uh, the giant yellow jacket helmet in uh, right 
God, I'll never remember the wasteland, the basically where you can get pruned and all that. So, if this guy is going to be in Ant Man and the Wasp, and he's got a really big head, who's got a really big head? That would work with the whole quantum mania thing. We're talking about Modok, everybody. Modok coming to Ant Man and the Wasp, quantum mania. What do you think? Ooh. Darren Cross, the yellow jacket, now has this big, giant, dumb head, and he's going to be Modoc in Qu- Quantumania. And I feel like Modoc's a much, <laughs> a much simpler villain to try and vanquish than Kang the Conqueror. I personally hope we never see Modoc in the MCU. I'll be what? fucking honest. Modoc is the I best. Do not want <laughs> After watching that really kind of questionable claymation, which it was satire, um, Modoc. On Hulu? Yeah, with uh, Patton Oswalt. Straight up trash. It's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be stupid, but I can only take a certain level. And Claymation makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Um, but also in the video games, because that Marvel Avengers game just is not good. I don't know if I really am prepared for MODOK in the MCU. If anybody can make MODOK work, it's Paul Rudd. If you really want to play into that rumor some more, there was... Uh, an article going on on the Diz Insider. So this is from October 31st of last year. Halloween. Exactly. So take it with a grain of salt. But uh, the rumor was Jim Carrey tapped to play MODOK in the MCU. Oh. So we're getting MODOK eventually here, man. I don't know. I just saw that somewhere. I don't remember where, but I thought it made sense. So I figured I'd bring it to you. I can't imagine that actor uh, playing MODOK, though. Like Daniel Cross? We'll see. That'd be really interesting. That's just a little rumor for you. A little rumor before we go over the trivia and everything, huh? I did... I am starting to see, like, your articles about that whole... Um, I'm seeing multiple reports from the same source, too, so it's a little interesting. The rumor that hey, man will turn Yellowjack into MCU's MODOK. That is really interesting. I am MODOK! <laughs> okay. We got so many bingo cards, we got to come up with these movies. It's going to be insane. So let's go into some stuff that we uh, like to do, like our trivia, as well as our Woody Rathers and everything else we've kind of uh, thrown off our Instagram stories. And so just a little plug for the the podcast. We are most active on our Instagram account. So that's going to be at Earth894Podcast. And so on a weekly basis, this is where we usually go through and post on our stories and also just normal posts in general. Of on Tuesdays, we do MCU trivia. That's always fun. And that's the easiest way for you to get a shout out on the, our episodes. On Wednesdays, Louis throws up some of the craziest and most incredibly perfect uh, Would You Rather choices on a, a trilogy of sorts every Wednesday. And they're always just, I don't know how you come up with them. They're just too good. I have one ready for tomorrow, but I, I'm i at a, a standstill here. Well, we got this. Um, so I'll <laughs> check this out on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays, we kind of do like MCUs, um, kind of like our MCU for you's, but for you's. You know, so yeah, all that fun stuff's on there. So go check it out. So we got a couple that we're going to go through today and give some shout outs while we're at it. We missed one last week because we didn't record together. We took the week off, y'all. We need a vacation. So Devin asks, what is the name of Sam Wilson's family boat? Is it A, Paul and Darlene? B, Joe and Charlene? C, the Catalina Breeze, or D, Carpe Diem? And the correct answer was 
a Paul and Darlene. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, no one voted for Catalina Breeze. No one var- voted for Carpe Diem. Is Catalina Breeze from Step Brothers? I feel like that's from Step Brothers. The Catalina Wine Mixer. Uh, but also, I got Catalina Breeze. Um, I may have misspelled it, actually, now I think about it. But there's this weird... It's called Documentary Now. It's on Netflix. It has um, um, some SNL cast, everything about... What's his name? Uh, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen's in it, but also um, the other guy. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just go watch Documentary Now. They have this one episode where they do a rockumentary. Bill Hader. But, yes, Bill Hader. Thank you. Oh, um, I was right. Yeah, it's Bill Hader. Thank you. Uh, they have basically like a... Uh, there's this band from Chicago that they started that they had a song called Catalina Breeze and they even started like their entire career off of it. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. And I love that little like documentary now spoof. So that's where I came with Catalina Breeze. But also I tried to trick y'all up because Paul and Darlene was correct, but also Joel and Charlene. I just tried to make some common names and rhyme them. I got five of you. Eight of you got it right. Five of you fell for it. It was, it was clearly one of those two since they were so similar. Exactly. But shout out to Starfighter Reviews. Noonicorn. Vote me for God. Jedi Summers. Nick Hoffman. Emily Sweetheart. And Ocampo Custom. Good job, guys. And then we had trivia that is actually from today. So this is January 11th. And so um, if you answer after this podcast has been recorded, I apologize, but thanks for participating. So the question for this week was, what is a collector's name? I didn't actually even realize he had a name. I just thought he was first name the, last name collector. Well, the reason I got it right is because I imagine Thanos saying it because I think Thanos goes. He to says see it him. in Infinity War. He goes Tanalier. Or he goes something Tibbin. And that's when I heard it because I now that I'm trying to watch stuff over again, I'm literally not watching for enjoyment, which I am, but I'm watching for little sound clips I can use for the podcast <laughs> as well as for trivia. So I'm literally rewatching the MCU again just so I can find new things that come up on a weekly basis. So I hope that shows a little bit behind the curtain of how much we love this. But everybody did a really good job on this one. Got yeah. a, lot of, a lot of correct answers. So the answers themselves were Dinjarin Jester, Tenelier Tivin, which was the correct answer, Cal Kestis, and Denarian Sal. And so, method behind my uh, choices that I created, Dinjarin Jester, 100% made up. Dinjarin is the name of the Mandalorian from the title show, The Mandalorian. Jester, just made it up. I got one person. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> sorry you must feel so dumb right now greg <laughs> not a shout out but a call out um tenny you did get it correct but i also did uh trick three people with denarian cell which if you guys didn't know that is a character from the first guardians film but he is actually um i believe the person i forget cheddar bob he's the one who's actually checking them in at like the jail or oh. he's one of the nova Corps. probably one of the nova Corps. Yeah, I think it's Novacore. You'd well, recognize his face. Let's do our shout outs. Shout out to Puffy Tortilla. Illust Will 23. Devin the Stone. Mandy loves photography. Vote me for God. Skylar Ricketts. J.A. Frisbee. Jab Frisbee. Jab Frisbee. Hey. Emmett Wilton, 8. And Starfighter Reviews. Thanks, guys. Good job, everybody. So, my would you rather's I've been slacking lately, but I did manage to get some out last week. 
Sorry, it takes me forever to find them because I do three per week and it takes you forever to get to them. And you <laughs> finally do, and then they die. Uh, would you rather explore Madripoor with the power broker or explode, explore nowhere with the collector? Which is funny. We both had collector questions. Right. Um, it was close. Uh, 57% of people would rather go to nowhere. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. So what are you end up choosing? What did I choose? I think I chose Madripoor. I was, was nowhere. Because it was still on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I uh, I figured Madripoor is a little sketchy and everything. Um, and also it's on Earth. So I thought it'd be freaking cool to go inside the head of a dead celestial and check out everything. So nowhere. Yeah, but no, nowhere. It's a place. We've been there. It sucks. Well, I haven't been there. I always try to like come up with similar things. And which would you rather do? So would you rather go to the World Exposition of Tomorrow in the 50s with Steve and Bucky, which is a mouthful, but basically that's the thing they went to when Howard Stark made the car float? Or would you rather go to the Hulk celebration on Sakaar with Thor and Valkyrie? That was a really good choice between those two. And that was pretty close. 53% of people would rather go to the Hulk parade. Yeah, so I immediately wanted to go to the uh, World Expo with Steve and Bucky because I love those sort of things. And I always am in if I've, I've always been totally enamored with those scenes in the earlier phase uh, one and two showing those world fairs and everything or the world expo with Stark. So I would love to go to see that. And I just love that like fifties and forties kind of like just time period. So that, that was like perfect choice for me, but I was surprised to see that was so split. What did you choose? I chose the Hulk celebration. It would be kind of cool. Right. And I know that's on Sakaar, which is a different planet. And I just said Madripoor is on earth, but I really like the Hulk. I really like Thor. I like Valkyrie. Granted, I really, really, really like Captain America, but it was before he was Captain America. So, mm. so yeah. It was I before with, he was cool. I went with the Captain America, or with the Hulk celebration. Good excuse, stuff, man. Excuse me. And <laughs> finally, would you rather see Avengers Infinity War for the first time again or see Spider-Man No Way Home for the first time again? And this 60, one shocked me. 65% of people said... Spider-Man No Way Home, and I think 65% of people have recency bias. I'm not saying it's all recency bias, <laughs> but like right now, that's the hot hot button thing, and you'd love to see it over for the first time again, but Infinity yeah. War was a big deal when that came out. That's true, man. I mean, I mean, both kind of end on like a, not a sour note, but not happy. Granted, I voted for Spider-Man myself. <laughs> I believe I also voted for Spider-Man just because, uh, damn, it, it, it's a hard choice. It really is a hard choice. And I kind of, I do agree and see your point on the recency bias, but there's some incredible freaking moments in No Way Home that got me more stoked than I did in Avengers Infinity War. I think I had more questions after Infinity War, though, than I did after No Way Home. Um, so I guess it's really like the two kind of differences, but I mean, oh man. a lot of it also has to do with your audience. I saw Infinity War not opening night because I just couldn't. I had, had like a wedding the next day that I had to drive to, so I couldn't do it. But I still went to a later screening. I sat next to a guy who uh, was telling me everything to do about projectors because he worked for Sony. And it was already his second time watching it. So he literally kept on looking at me to see what my reactions were. So that kind of like, kind of like, all right, something's coming. Still had a great time. But it was late and people weren't as reactive and everyone was just quiet after they left the theater no way home was just fucking tears man 
It was the best. It was the best. It was great. It was so great. So, yeah, if you want to play along with us, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and or Facebook. There you go, guys. So that's all we got for this week's episode. We talked a little bit about 2022 as well as some other stuff going on. Uh, we'll be back in next episode to finish off this list and our preview for the year with all the Disney Plus series. And then we're going to do one big uh, list of everything that we're most excited for. And who knows, by the time we record, maybe something changed. Maybe some stuff went away, something new came out. Maybe we'll get some new trailers. Who knows? I will have seen Eternals and I could talk about stuff. Oh my God, we can finally do an Eternals review. Oh man. Content. Freaking Eternals. Watch it just come back and you'll be like, I hated it. That was awful. Yeah, place your bets, guys. Is Louie going to be on the fresh, rotten, uh, or certified fresh? Where's he going to fall in the tomato meter? I'll probably like it. I like movies. Exactly. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on TikTok. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please give us a good review and or five stars. And, no recency uh, bias. No recency bias. And uh, remember... The Amazing Spider-Man 3, sign that petition. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I get some time maybe this weekend or tomorrow or something, and I can go to the uh, the disc replay in Countryside and pick up some Wolverine pops. So we're getting Wolverine, everybody! There you have it. Thank you, everyone. I know. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you know. (laughs) Sorry, Marvel. Whoops.